you should go you should go as the ring or the eye and i'll go as frodo and depending on which one you are we'll either be together or i'll run away from you the whole night and then I can do the speech that Galadriel does. I'm yes. like, instead of a dark lord, you would have a queen. <laughs> and I'm like, beautiful singer. <laughs> I can like yes, shake okay. and vibrate when I my eye comes out. Welcome to BYOB, the Bring Your Own Book podcast. I'm Kelly. I'm Nikki. And I'm Tilly. Welcome back to our J.R.R. Tolkien mini-series. This week, we're completing The Fellowship of the Ring. The original series was split up into six parts, so in this episode, we're going to be discussing from the chapter, Many Meetings, until the end of the book. Can you believe it? Look how far we and Frodo and company have come! <laughs> yes! So I didn't far. think I'd make so it. <laughs> you made it. I did. That's literally what I wrote on Goodreads. I was like, I did it. Review to come. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't this one the longest too? the fellowship? Yes. Oh, yeah. So the worst is over. Not the worst, but like the <laughs> longest, the longest uh, amount to read in one go is over. Yeah, because right? I would say the best is over Ooh. because oh, this no. is my oh, favorite no of the trilogy oh no i was talking to my partner earlier about having finished this this part of the book and how it was like so exciting so many things happening and he was like yeah not at all like the beginning of the two towers which is really boring and i was like don't say that i haven't started it yet (laughs) oh my god no see i talked to someone and she said that this one is the slowest and then it gets better because she she was saying about how it was split up into six parts and she's like so if you think of it like as the beginning of one big book you're just getting started so then it gets better and better so now i'm really conflicted (laughs) well Well, i mean i think people have different opinions too that's the thing (laughs) yeah and kelly had messaged me i mean i'm assuming a lot of people here have watched the movies if they haven't read the book so not spoilery (laughs) yeah kelly finish the book and she goes doesn't boromir die and i (laughs) i was like yes he does in the two towers but because the two towers is just the middle of this long book they didn't have a definitive way to start the start the movie so Mm. he dies at the end of the first movie so that they have like a jumping off point for the second movie of the two towers to start so she was like oh okay because and i wasn't even thinking about that really when i was reading but yeah the two towers for me is definitely like the slowest oh god so in my opinion i think it's the best movie i like the two towers movie the best with like helms deep and all of and isengard and all that drama Mm. and the ents i'm really into that so i'm excited to read the book um i also picked up on that same thing kelly that you were messaging nikki about which is that it ends the fellowship ends in a slightly different way than the movie does and i was thinking about that before we were recording and how i like that like i like the adaptation that peter jackson did and that decision to end Mm. it in such a strong like dramatic death we can't go back yeah yeah and it kind of really closes boromir's arc in mm-hmm. a way but again i was talking to my partner earlier and he was like i don't like that because you know i think it would have been better to have that 
uh, that like conflict with Boromir and Frodo to kind of like hang over until he gets kind of redeemed at the mm. beginning of the second movie. And I was like, oh, interesting. So yeah. once again, people have different opinions. That's yeah. true. My husband, he was like, oh, yeah, I... <laughs> He was like, maybe they just killed off Boromir because it was Sean Bean, so he had to die. Yeah, it's kind of his M.O. <laughs> That's in movies thing, yeah. and stuff. He just dies all oh, the time. That poor guy never stays to the like end of something. had five wives. Did you know that? Five, five wives? wives? Are they but all producers? Be- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Are they all just killing him off and things, being like, how yeah. dare he? <laughs> Every time he gets divorced. Oh. They kill him off. No, Sean. I don't think I don't think that's corroborated. But um, yeah, I think he has had like five wives. Very interesting. Anyway, oh my, I'd God. marry him. I'd be the sixth. Why not? Oh. <laughs> You've heard it here first, Sean. Okay, can we get this out to Sean? Although I would I, just be calling him Seen Bean all the time, so I really don't I think know. he'd want that. <laughs> but then would you go I and really... Seen after your like arguments oh. or more lovely times? <laughs> Ooh. I really did like Boromir in the book more than I was expecting to. I think I talked in the last episode about how, like, when I was younger and I watched the movies, because I already knew that Boromir would have this, like, conflict with Frodo near the end of the first movie, I kind of had this, like, bad feeling about Boromir through the whole movie and how I kind of, you know, like, didn't trust him or didn't like him. Because I think it's foreshadowed a lot, you know, that he's Mm -hmm. kind of being taken in by the ring. But I found a lot to love of him in the books that I wasn't really expecting to. And maybe that's partly because I'm older now and because I know kind of his story, I can kind of sympathize with him more. Yeah. But that was a nice um, a nice thing is that I, I felt a lot of things for Boromir. Yeah. Unexpectedly. I feel a lot of things for Boromir too, but they do set him up to be the bad guy from the beginning. The very first yeah. thing we see of him is him saying to Aragorn, like, basically, who the fuck are you <laughs> to yeah. think that you can do this? And everybody's like, well, he's the heir of the seal door. So he like <laughs> kind of can. And Boromir's kind of like, oh, yeah. <laughs> shit, my dad is seat warming for you in Gondor right now as the steward. So maybe I should like back it up a little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> and but then we see also in the movies um i don't know if they're in the original but in the extended editions we see some um i don't know like flashbacks of boromir mm-hmm. his brother faramir and their father and basically how their father like brushes off faramir all the time yeah he's the second, the second youngest son um yeah. and so he really loves um Boromir. Boromir's going to be the heir. He's going to be the next steward of Gondor. And um, so you can see all of the pressure that Boromir is under. And Mm -hmm. really, the two brothers have a very kind of like tragic life when you think about that with their father. So I definitely think he was a huge uh, piece of shit sometimes, but I was like, maybe he's just a piece of shit because he's so sad. (laughs) And then I feel bad for him. I know. And that pressure, I mean, in the movies anyway, that pressure doesn't make him like a cocky guy necessarily in the way that you would expect. Right. It kind of seems like he's always embarrassed by being kind of prioritized by their father. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I'm excited to kind of learn more about uh, Boromir, see how the book handles his death and... I always loved Faramir in the movies because he's that boy with wavy hair. That's my thing. <laughs> um, so I'm excited to meet him as well. Yeah. I I gotta say, I did not connect a lot with Boromir, but not because I didn't like him. I just like, 
I think it was just the writing style because it's very mm. formal in a way. So like, I don't know, maybe I just missed things. I have no idea. But like, I, I definitely picked up on all the clues of like, okay, this guy's shady. This guy is like, think the cogs are turning in his head, you know, like all these things. But like, mm. I had a hard time connecting to quite a few of the characters, which I will definitely talk about later. Um, listeners, if you haven't noticed, we're going right on in there. This is not spoiler free. <laughs> So (laughs) if you haven't seen the movie, oops, um, I need to rewatch the movie because constantly throughout this reading, I was like, did this happen? Did that happen? Did they go there? Like, I was so lost, not lost, but like, I was trying to put two and two together of like the movie versus the book. And I, I have not seen it in a long time. So yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I need to refresh. I just watched it partway through my read of the book, actually. (gasps) Oh my gosh! I just moved to a new apartment, and kind of the first movie we wanted to watch to, like, christen (laughs) the apartment was The Fellowship of the Ring, and I kind of was conflicted on it, because I'm like, I don't know, I'm reading the book, like, will that affect my reading of it? But it actually was kind of a good idea, because it it really brought it all really freshly to my mind, Mm. and then I was really enjoying kind of comparing the two in my head. Not comparing, but, like, just kind of seeing what was there and what wasn't there, and I had all the visuals really strong in my head. Mm -hmm. And I think it also was interesting then to see how many of the lines were directly lifted from the book. Yeah. So many and which were missing. Which were missing. missing. But I did notice nearly all of Galadriel's lines in the book were like verbatim in the movie. Mm -hmm. Because obviously she's badass and she always had good things to say. You know whose (laughs) line wasn't verbatim in the movie? Gandalf! You... You cannot pass. Yes! I was yeah, going to say. That's also all of Arwen's dialogue, but, you know. <laughs> well, because she just, like, was not there. Just, yeah. yeah. They're just I was like, where's yeah, Tyler? <laughs> that pretty lady over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's all she is. She's just, like, some pretty pretty elf lady. This seems pretty on brand for Tolkien, I gotta say. He was like, oh, yeah, there was a lady there. But we did get Galadriel, so I was like... <laughs> she does yeah. become a little bit more of a big deal in... The later books especially okay. because we see at the end that um she makes a really big decision focusing on her love of aragorn mm-hmm. so yeah so she does come come around more later but that Good. was something i think because it's been so long since i've read the books i kind of really forgot that arwen like isn't really a thing mm-hmm. at yeah. all <laughs> But I do like that they made her more uh, more prominent in the movies. I think that the way that Peter Jackson did it was very tasteful. Mm-hmm. Like, just replacing uh, Glorfindel with Arwen getting Frodo and his friends to Rivendell. Yeah. I think that those things were a really smart way to take out a character that would only be there for a few minutes and just help branch um, this, like, very important overarching plot line. Mm-hmm. so yeah yeah, yeah I, I loved it too and especially being a kid watching the movie seeing the like the lady elf not like be scared or needing saving like she's the person saving someone mm-hmm. is really powerful and the fact that she's not really she's kind of sexualized in the second movie but in the first movie she's just really powerful and you know she's like speaking the the spell to like get the river to come up and kill all the dark the black riders and doing all this stuff, I just really loved seeing that in the movie. So yeah, I was pretty bummed when I got to the one line that she appears in in the Fellowship, which is not even that, you know, 
we as the reader get to see her. It's just Frodo being like, I noticed someone across the hall. Her name was Arwen. Here's whose daughter she is. Here's uh, what she's called by her people and moving on. And I was yeah. like, no. <laughs> yeah, I think um, there's really only her and one other female that have strong roles to play in the series. I mean, her grandmother Gladriel is a strong character, but not in the same way as Arwen. Yeah. In the second book, we get um, Eowyn. Hell who, yeah. Who's uh, father, father or uncle? Uncle is uncle, the king of Rohan. Yeah. And she's yes. a shield maiden. So she actually oh. goes into battle to fight with all of the other mortals. And she she's is an icon. She is cool as fuck. Although I do she, feel really yeah. bad for her because she's like, I love Aragorn. And Aragorn's I like, know. fuck you. He, d- he says it nicely, basically, but... <laughs> Because he's very nice. Pardon? Yeah, she is in the movie. In the yep. two towers. I'm trying to she's remember. She's like one of the main characters. She's, she's got been the long, so long. beautiful. Oh, the dark hair. hair. No. Oh. She hair. um she's what? the one of the Aunt Zelda in the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. <laughs> oh, recognize her what? If you saw her. Okay. I've only seen a bit of the new Sabrina because it wasn't really for me. I don't know. I haven't seen these in so long. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I feel so Okay, lost. I think we need to watch them all together is what yes. I hear. Yeah. Yes. The extended editions. Okay. I have I have something that was changed in the fellowship extended edition from the book that mm-hmm. um, actually pertains to one of the questions, um, or my question. Tilly answered that she really loved the gift that Galadriel gave to Sam. Oh, sorry. Yeah. This is our which Instagram was, questions. You're yeah. About? Oh, okay. okay. Which was the box? Um, of Earth. Yeah, of mm-hmm. Earth. But in the movie, she gives him rope. Mm-hmm. But that I think the reason for that is because they explain why the rope is so important. Yeah. In the book, but mm-hmm. the Earth doesn't really like come up again. Mm-hmm. So to replace that and not have to have a whole other scene where they're just talking about the elven rope, Galadriel gives Sam rope as his Mm. gift. So (laughs) I thought that was kind of cool watching that back. I I was like, oh, yes, economizing. (laughs) Great. Good job. Yeah. And he does get the rope in the book, just not from her directly. That's not like her gift to him. It's kind of like they get rope, they get clothes, they get lambus bread, and they get canoes. Those are all like basic survival items. But then, yeah, her special gift to Sam is Dirt. a bit of earth. I think from Lothlorien, right? Yep. And the yeah. idea is from that her when he gardens. takes it back, from her garden. Yeah. yeah, and the idea is that when he takes it back, he'll be able to grow some, like more beautiful things out of it than he would be able to in just Shire dirt. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was so lovely, especially for Sam, who is the gardener, like that's his profession. But also he's kind of like the glue that holds people together. And he like kind of encourages people to bloom. And so <laughs> I thought it was a really like poetic gift. I really loved it. I, I was just of, thinking oh. of uh, Jack Sparrow, but Sam going, oh, I got a box you, of dirt. How dare you? I was <laughs> so waiting to say? say that. Yes, I was walking the dog listening and I heard that, and I was like, <laughs> like walking. How dare you take my story? <laughs> That's so <laughs> funny. Oh God. Great dad, minds think right. alike. <laughs> yes. Do we before we go even further into this? Should we touch upon what we rated this book, or what we thought about the whole thing? Oh, or no? Yeah, I guess so. I yeah. Guess so. <laughs> 
I guess show. I guess show. You know, show. Show. Yes. Oh, but quickly before we do that, I got to go back to when Nikki said you cannot pass what Gandalf oh, said yeah. Sorry, because I totally blew it past that. No, that's okay because I noticed that of, of course when I read it and I was like you cannot pass. Then I kept like hearing it as Sir Ian McKellen being like you cannot pass, right? And I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god." But also it made me think of the story about the Terminator when Arnold Schwarzenegger was like, if I'm a robot, I should say, I will be back because it's more proper, it's more formal. And the writer was like, I'm a writer, you're an actor, let me worry about the script. And I was like, oh, <laughs> God. But then can you imagine him saying, I will be back versus I'll be back? Like, hello? Right. So they must have yeah. did that with this and just thought, I like you shall not pass better. It does have a different connotation with the word shall. Yes. Like, I don't know. It does make a difference. It's such a small difference. It's but. like, I won't let you versus you're right. not able to. Boom. Right. Take that. Whatever it was called. Balrog. What was the it? Balrog the Balrog of Morgoth. Yeah. Take that. Yeah. Big, scary, fire <laughs> demon from too deep. They delve too deep. Yes. Too readily. Go back from whence thou camest. <laughs> There is um, like a fan theory that Balrogs have these kind of um, like wings that are not useful. <laughs> okay, <laughs> which do I don't, more? I don't agree with. But yeah, the people think that they have because they're drawn a lot with wings. Because there's one line I don't even think it's in this book. It might be in the Silmarillion mm-hmm. where um, they explain they explain the Balrog as having kind of like a wingspan or something, but it's talking about its arms. And now there are a a certain niche of people that really have this idea that they have wings. But I'm like, if it had wings, why would it fall into the chasm? (laughs) Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Right? Right? (sighs) What a dramatic moment, too. You've heard it here. They don't have wings. (laughs) confirmed (laughs) that was such yeah that was such a dramatic moment sorry kelly i know you want to talk about ratings but i want to talk about this for a second (laughs) that's okay which is just like you know of course the allegory right the fall the like the you know lucifer and falling and all Mm -hmm. that stuff is so it was so present in that moment and the balrog being like this like hell spawn right this like big fiery thing and then uh, kind of like defeating good and evil. I don't know. It was just like a lot. I really, it was such a short moment in the book, but it was so like full of possibilities of, I don't know, like romanticizing it, I guess. I don't know. I'm really connecting to that scene. <laughs> I do really that's like the one. scene at the Bridge of Khazad Doom. I think that it, it really just like encapsulates everything that they've been going through in like such mm-hmm. a short period of time. Everything now is coming at them all at once instead of seeing it in little snippets throughout the whole thing. So that Mm -hmm. whole time you're like, I don't know, I found, I was listening to the audiobook while I was at work and I was like, okay, okay, let's go, let's go keep running, run faster, run faster. Like I had that kind of visceral, visceral reaction just listening to the audiobook. Mm hmm. Yeah, and, like, things falling down around them, and the orcs are coming after them, and mm-hmm. then there's this, like, giant thing that even the orcs and the, like, the cave troll are scared of. <laughs> that was such a scary moment to be like, oh, no, there's something 
worse, actually. Yeah. And yeah. Gandalf is maybe not going to be invincible this time. Mm-hmm. It's so, yeah, so scary. Oh, it's yeah. so good. <laughs> that was really good. Oh my gosh, that was one of my favorite parts. Like, A Journey in the Dark and um, that following chapter, because they're still underground. <sighs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we talk about our ratings, Kelly? Yeah. Who would like to start us off? I mean, Tilly. I can start. I don't, yes. Yeah, sure. I have voluntold you. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, so I loved reading this book. I gave it a five out of five stars. I had read it before, but a very long time ago. And um, since then, I'd, I'd seen all the movies about a million times. So I was like really familiar with the kind of plot and the, the basic story. But I really loved reading it. I think there's so much... Um, detail. Like, it's really obvious how, that Tolkien spent so many years building this whole world. Mm-hmm. And I really loved um, kind of the the whole lore that he, like, teases throughout it of the, like, backstory of other characters that you don't even know and, like, the folk tales and the songs. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think it's kind of just there's so much detail that even though there are things that like maybe I would have done differently if I was writing this book, Mm -hmm. um, I still felt like it was a five-star read for me because there was just, it was such a masterpiece, I thought. And I loved all of the language that he used. I think we talked in the last episode, Nikki, you talked, I think, about how he like specifically only used language from like earlier than a specific time yeah the 15th century or something 15th century yeah and i think that was so effective because it really made the whole thing feel older than it is do you know what i mean like this Mm -hmm. was written or published in the 30s i think Mm -hmm. yeah but it feels older it feels like it's been around a longer time it feels almost like mythological Mm -hmm. and so yeah i had a great time reading it i was expecting it to be denser than it was Mm -hmm. mostly because when i read it for the first time i was quite a lot younger and hadn't read a lot of really like older texts um but i still thought there was a lot um that was happening, even though I didn't, I didn't find it too confusing, which was great. So yeah, I ended up giving it a five stars. I loved it. Samwise Gamgee forever. Um, <laughs> Agreed. Have you guys seen this TikTok? Did I send it to you? There's this girl on TikTok who has this theory about like when you first encounter Lord oh, of the Rings, yep. you're in love with Legolas because he's like the unattainable hot elf, and then like. <laughs> The older you get, the more you're like, you move into uh, liking Aragorn because he's like sword husband. Yes. <laughs> and then <laughs> I'm in the third zone now, which is then you fall for Samwise, who is bisexual plant dad. Um, so we'll have to find that TikTok and link it in the show notes because it's very funny. Oh and also, God. that's where I feel like I am right now in my life. I'm like, I want Sam. Samwise Gamgee, bisexual plant dad. Oh my god, I'm totally at the Aragorn stage, because like, when I was younger, yeah, I was like, there. yeah, he's fine, but like, Legolas all the way. Now I'm like, oh my god, Strider, Aragorn. Yeah. Hey. Sword husband. <laughs> I'm yes. still I'm still in my Legolas phase, but I think that's <laughs> oh, also wow. telling our ages, maybe. <laughs> We're all, maybe. Well, I am the oldest of the three of us, so. Did, but, but, but are we talking book character or movie? Because... Orlando Bloom is Legolas. Okay, okay, I agree. I'm on the same page, but <laughs> I haven't seen enough from him in the book yet. So yeah, mm. debatable. That's fair <laughs> for me. Yeah, 
I also, oh, sorry, no. one last thing about Samwise, because yeah. I love him. I really feel like, uh, who was it, Sean Astin, who played him in the movies? Mm-hmm. I feel like he did the most faithful representation of a character of all the actors, because mm. even reading Sam's dialogue in this book, I'm like, it is written the way Sean Astin performs it. Like, it's mm-hmm. amazing. I mean, they're, I'm not trying to, like, compare the actors, because I think they're <laughs> all amazing in the show, or in the movies, obviously. But I was just really struck by how much Sean Astin understood this character. Yeah. Nikki, yeah. would you like to tell us the rest of your thoughts on this book while you're there? <laughs> yeah. So, this is my favorite part of mm. all of the series. <laughs> wow. Book two, The Ringo South, is my absolute fave. I love, love, love when the party gets to Lothlorien. Mm -hmm. That's, I think, the, well, because I saw the movie when I was so young, that aesthetic really is in my mind when I'm reading these books. Mm -hmm. And seeing Galadriel and Celeborn is just so magical. I also, I love the gifts that Galadriel gives everybody. I gave this book a five star. It's one of my favorite books ever, ever, ever. We'll get more into the gifts. I have some fun tangenty facts for you guys Ooh, revolving okay. around that. <laughs> um, but yeah, this this was just so much fun to, to reread, especially mostly listening to the audiobook with Andy Circus. Mm-hmm. He does everybody's voices so well. So it's basically like you're just listening to the movie with some added <laughs> bonus content. Yeah, I agree. I really like his narration. It's like game changer <laughs> for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, my thoughts. <laughs> I'm stuck. I'm stuck. <laughs> because I think I kind of like shot myself in the foot in a way because it took me. I guess it didn't take me. I spread out my reading of this book so wide, so wide. It took me well over a month, which it definitely didn't need to. But I was like, let's pace ourselves, Kelly. So I think because I took so long, I found it hard to just jump right back in every time I picked it up. So I think Mm. when I start The Two Towers, I'm going to try to read it in a more condensed timeline because I kept forgetting things. I was getting lost when they were talking about um histories and lore and all this like it it was all greek to me it was all middle earth to me <laughs> it was all <laughs> elven to me like i was very lost at times when they were talking about that stuff so i'm stuck between like a three and a half and a four because there were sections i really liked like i loved a journey in the dark i loved the bridge of Kazadum. Kazadum. um yep. I liked sections, but then there were times where I would be listening on one time speed because I took the dog for walks. So I'm like, okay, let's listen at one time so I can actually like hear if I'm not reading with it. And I'd be walking and I'm like, has anything happened in this chapter? This is going to be a hot take. I'm so sorry. I don't mean it in a mean way. <laughs> I was like, have I missed anything? And then I would go home and skim and I'd be like, nope, it was just a lot of description. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So... I feel like had I read this in a shorter time frame for myself, maybe I wouldn't feel as like discombobulated, I guess, is the is what I'm going for because like I didn't I didn't hate it at all. I definitely didn't. I really enjoyed it, but I don't think I like 
loved it like leaping for joy. You know what I mean? Right. So mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, I don't know. And I do love the world building. You can tell he knows his stuff and he is ready for any question. He's like, okay, great. You want to know all about his garden? Let me tell you. You want to know about this? <laughs> I've got it all ready. But I just was so confused with some of it because he has the info, but I don't feel like I have it yet. So I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) That's where I'm at. (laughs) That definitely makes sense to me because it it does fit into that kind of genre of fantasy where you kind of have to learn as you go. Like, he doesn't explain it all to you right away, Mm -hmm. which is kind of off-putting sometimes. Um, I think I really respond well to those kind of fantasy novels mm. because I'm such a like nerd when it comes to research and like wanting to know all of these extra things and like read all the extra things and all that sort of stuff. So I can understand that that would, yeah, just be like, I, I don't know, but I'm a big nerd. So I like, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the one specific part. It was like, oh, oh, it was the part it was at the very beginning of this section, okay? So, um, uh, many meetings, or no, it was a council of Elrod? Elrod? Elrond. 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 <laughs> oh my god. See, I'm like, oh my god. Okay, that chapter, when they were talking about the history of the ring before Gandalf's bit, before Frodo's bit, all that stuff, I, I, Oh my gosh, I went and talked to my husband and I was like, I feel so lost. I feel like someone is speaking another language in front of me. And I'm like, uh, uh, yes. Oh, cup, cup. I know cup. You know, like, that's how I felt. That's how I felt. Because I was like, what place are we talking about? Who is this person? What? Because all these names in different languages that I've never heard of, we don't talk about it again. Or it's like, oh, yes, this name. You've heard it before, but I won't tell you who they are. So I'm like, yeah, oh, that's where I got so lost. And I think because then I started worrying, is it because I took my time to read this that I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Like, I don't know. <laughs> so- no, I think you just had sometimes you just have to like be like, let it wash over me. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll figure it out later or I won't. Yeah. And that's. He'll he'll let me know if it's important. Because the bulk yeah. of this, I did not find confusing, which I was like, when you said Tilly, yeah, I didn't think it was that dense after all, which I was like, wow, I'm doing it. I did you it. Are. Thank you. Yeah. But that one part, I was like, what? Like, um, do you speaking? Like, I felt be, be like, um, no hablo espanol or like, you know, like no hablo elven. Like, I, I could I know more Spanish than what he was talking about, okay? So, I don't know. So, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It is a lot, and that's how all the books are going to (laughs) be. Yeah. But just like Tilly said, if there's something that's really important, it will get explained. Okay. Yeah. A lot of the stuff, the names, like, passing, like, if you look online... You can find all of the, like, family lineage from Aragorn all the way up to Elros, who was the first king of Numenor. There's mm-hmm. a, They could mention every one of those names. They're, they're not important. It doesn't matter. If something's just like, oh, yes, this person, ignore it. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Does not matter yeah. in the grand scheme of things. Oh, God. Okay. I think I'm going to need to, like, print out a laminated map of Middle Earth and be like, okay, right now they're here. Now they're talking about here. Because every time they're like, should we go this way or that way? I'm like, I don't know. Like, which way is that? <laughs> Where like, is everything? You. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I answered um, your question about gifts. I said, I would like wisdom and clairvoyance. <laughs> I thought that was so funny because I was just talking specifically about the gifts that she had bestowed on people. Oh, okay. (laughs) Never mind. I I thought you had a really good answer. (laughs) I thought it was a great answer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I was telling my partner about your question, Nikki, about like which of the like what would you like as a gift from Galadriel? And he said the whip of Balrog. I was like, whoa, like, oh. I had interpreted it as like, yeah, which of the gifts that she gave out yeah. would you like? But he was like, no, she can she can get it. Yeah. I want that. I just figured she has all sorts of things to give. She's magical superior being. Yeah. So I thought, yeah, you can give me what I want. <laughs> I don't know. I think she could. Oh my gosh. I realized while I was reading this book, I'm like, I gotta dress up as Galadriel for Halloween. Maybe this is the year. <gasps> yeah. Because I feel like I can do that with my hair. And I think I could have like the little, I have little elf ears and I could have like the little, the little, you know, silver circlet thing that she has around her and like white robes. I think I would, I think it would be amazing. Yes. I support. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we well, should all speaking- just go as Lord of the Rings characters for Halloween. Oh my God. Nikki, who would you go as? Um, I would probably go as Eowyn and make yeah. some like badass armor and like oh, yeah. get a sword. <laughs> Because why not? Why not? Oh my god! What about you, Kelly? Or, or you I would as? go as Gimli because I would stay really warm. Oh, Ooh. that's true, Canada. That's yeah. good, and I'm short, so it's fine. <laughs> hmm. I would. I like funny costumes, so I would probably be either the ring itself because all powerful, <laughs> or the eye of Sauron. Be like, I can see oh all, god. bitch. Yeah. Like, where are you? Oh my god! Yeah. No, you should go. You should go as the ring or the eye, and I'll go as Frodo. And depending on which one you are, we'll either be together or I'll run away from you the whole night. And then I can do the speech that Galadriel does. I'm yes. like, instead of a dark lord, you would have a queen. <laughs> and I'm like, beautiful singer. <laughs> I can like yes, shake okay. and vibrate when I my eye comes out. <laughs> and Aaron oh and God. Scott can just sit back and watch and be like really confused about. <laughs> how they've gotten here in their lives and we'll be like yeah but oh then my God, yes. Aaron would absolutely dress up I think he would be a killer Aragorn yes oh. but then you have to get Gandalf your cat to come out and go and we'll be oh, like you yes. shall not pass or you cannot pass boom oh my god okay. and I can make Gatsby Sam because he'll like kind of sit so I'll just put him in a basket and carry him with me everywhere <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, this sounds like a whole TikTok waiting to happen. Yes, but you know Scott would want to be Gollum because Scott is extra like that. Scott I love that. Yeah. He would not want to be like a He hunky has to commit guy. though. He needs to get like dirty and wear a loincloth. You I'm, know? Sorry. To- <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know Gollum. if you know my you husband or not. Scott will commit. Does that sound nice? What? <laughs> and he'd have to call you his precious if you were the ring? I mean oh. yeah. that sounds okay. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm going to tell him no. I don't like that part. But he, <laughs> knowing Scott, he doesn't want to, I mean, maybe he'd want to be like a badass elf, but I think he'd want to be Gollum just for the meme of it, because that's how he is. He's like, no qualms. I have no 
no embarrassment and i'm like oh god <laughs> so he'd also be that. the easiest one of us to make look bald because his head's yeah. already like has a really Buzzed. short like buzz cut yeah so yeah. i mean Great. he was basic he's basically asking for it at he this was point. born to be called <laughs> oh my god he'd love that i'm sure tell that him tell that to him tonight i love you <laughs> yeah anyways let's go back to the book oh yeah right the book <laughs> not our fantasy versions of who we would play in cosplay formats <laughs> right 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 but right right nikki since we were yeah. talking about the gifts moments ago why don't you yeah. tell us about those gifts because now i'm very curious about what are these tangential tangent oh that's a good word isn't it that's a word Oh, tangential, I think, yeah. yeah. Tangential, whatever. I want to know about yeah. the facts, okay? <laughs> Give me the facts. Yeah, tell us the facts. <laughs> so, when I answered Tilly's, or when I answered Kelly's answer of my Instagram question, <laughs> I said that I would like to get Galadriel's hair. So, in the movie, you see oh, yeah. she gives uh, Gimli three strands of her hair, and then when they're <laughs> leaving in the boats... Um, Gimli kind of makes a comment about it and you see Legolas do this little smile. <laughs> and I think a lot of people are probably like, that's really fucking weird that he just wanted her hair. But it's a big deal because in the first age, there was an elf named Feanor, who was one of the greatest of the Eldar. And he wanted Galadriel's hair to make the Silmarils, which are the three jewels. <gasps> and she said no. no. She was like, no fucking way. You're not getting my hair. So the Silmarils or the Jewels of Feanor were gems that were crafted from the essence of the the two trees of Valinor. (gasps) So they're very important jewels. And that's what the Silmarillion is named after as well. Is this like Rumpelstiltskin where she like weaves her hair into gold or whatever? Kind of, it sounds like. Yeah. I've got your number, Tolkien. (laughs) Yeah. I thought that was so, I thought that was such a sweet moment in the books and in the movie because, and and that makes it even more sweet knowing that it was actually really valuable, but Mm -hmm. Gimli didn't care or know about that. He just wanted it because he like really kind of grew to like love and respect her, even Mm -hmm. though the relationship between dwarves and elves historically was like really bad. Yeah. And so when he first entered Lothlorien, None of them thought that they could even trust him. And then as soon as he met Galadriel, he was like, oh, maybe my ideas about elves are actually bad because here's this beautiful, powerful woman who I kind of am obsessed with. Yeah. I want them to get together. The jewels (laughs) ended up being so powerful that there was actually the War of the Jewels, and that's what ended the First Age on Middle-Earth. Oh, my God. So they're very, very powerful. And just think of how much more powerful they would have been if Galadriel would have said, yes, Feanor, you can take some of my hair. I think he was her uncle. Um, Oh, my God. But yeah. And another fun fact that's kind of um, adjacent or like Galadriel uh, focused. A lot of people, I think, are confused about what her relationship is to Elrond there are a lot of mm. people who think that her and Elrond are married, even though in the book it clearly what? states that she's married to Celeborn. Yeah. Celeborn. yeah. <laughs> but her grandfather and Elrond's great-great-grandfather were brothers. But also, her and Celeborn's daughter, Celebrian, is Elrond's wife and Arwen's mother. So Galadriel is Arwen's grandmother. Right. 
And oh the reason you don't hear about Elrond's wife, Celebrian, is because she was tortured by goblins and she's now <gasps> oh, in yes. Valinor. So she's yeah. in the Undying Lands because she was like fucked oh with. Oh my god. I there was one line that mentioned that in this book and I highlighted it because I was like, where's that story? Someone tell me that story. It's yeah. it's in the same spot where they're talking about see where Frodo's talking about seeing Arwen. And then there's a little throwaway about like Arwen's brothers, so and so and Elro here are like far afield looking around ranging with the rangers because they never forgot their mother's torture at the hands of the orcs. Wow. And then it's like period, moving on. And I was like, what what happened? Wow. Tell me. The princess so, and the goblin. Truly. He's just yeah. taken from all the fairy tales. I love it. <laughs> not really, but I he's not really I taken. To, I feel I need to read the Silmarillion because yeah. if there's one thing I know about myself, it's that I'm like, I don't like feeling like there's all these extra answers that I don't know. So yeah. I want to know. I want to have all the information. Yeah. And oh my God. so my last kind of fact about the gifts so we have galadriel give frodo arendelle's star so arendelle was a half elven half mortal mariner in the first age and he was he voyaged to valinor and was entreated before the valar on behalf of the children of iluvatar so iluvatar is like god created everything so on behalf of the gods he traveled to valinor to talk with the valar and he carried the star across the sky so mm. galadriel had the essence of the star in her mirror pool mm. and she oh. bottled it for frodo wow and arendil is really important too because his son elros is the first king of numenor so Okay. Aragorn is descendant from Arendil, essentially. Does that make sense? So he's it descended does. from the gods? He's like yeah. Jesus? Well, um, Arendil <laughs> like, isn't a god. A he's a half-elf. So that's why the Numenorians um, or the Dunedain, who are the like the, the descendants of yeah. Numenor can live so much longer than regular mortals because yes. they have elvish blood in them. Okay. Yes. Yes. I remember yeah. that part. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> but, but don't worry, Kelly. That's just fun extra stuff. No, I know. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm just yeah. like, oh my okay. God. <laughs> I could see your face as Nikki was explaining all these names and you were like, okay, yeah. The places. Okay. That's the okay. thing. Like Numenor. Yeah. Um, uh, Tyrus... What mirror? What the Mirrors. place Boromir? What Minas Tirith or yeah. Minas Tirith? Minas yes, Tirith. there, there. Yeah, <laughs> there's like so many spots where I'm like, oh my god, that's why I need the map open when I read the next one, so I can be like, okay, yeah, that's where they're talking about. Okay, because I didn't even know what Middle Earth was in until you told us last episode. I was like, Middle uh, Earth of what? And then you're like, of this place. And I'm like, when Arda. did we hear that? Yeah. We didn't hear that. Okay. So you're not missing stuff. I think Nikki just has all this extra knowledge because of the other books. Yeah. Okay, like the yes. Silmarillion and like the Two Towers and and the Return of the King. Yeah. Because yeah. I always thought Middle Earth was the entire world, even though it's like mm. called Middle Earth, you know, but I just thought, whatever. It's like a different dimension of our world, right? But not. And then you're like, no, it's a continent. I'm like, what? There's more places? <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god wow listeners some of them are gonna be like what a poser kelly doesn't read at all <laughs> no i guarantee you more people are gonna be like wow this nikki needs to shut up she's such a know-it-all no <laughs> oh my god i don't think anyone's gonna think either of those things i think they're just gonna have fun listening to all of us and we all bring different levels of experience which is good yes yeah i agree <laughs> I want to talk about Gimli quickly because you brought him up with yeah. the hair. Yeah. I really like Gimli. I've liked him ever since I saw the movie. I really like him. I think he's fun. Yeah. But I was kind of, I mean, we'll see as the books progress, but I was like, oh, um, there's not a lot of animosity between him and Legolas. Like I was expecting more because of like their mm-hmm. fun kind of um, competitiveness in the movies. But I haven't really seen it yet in the book. So I just thought that was very curious. Or not curious, but like interesting. That, um, yeah, he just seems more grounded in the book. And I like that. I I enjoyed reading him. I just thought that was an interesting change. Or it felt like a change to me. But maybe maybe more happens. I don't know. I was just going to say, I I feel like there were a bunch of characters who I think we might learn more about Mm -hmm. because they weren't really the focus of this first book. Because I wondered that too, and I remembered the same thing, that they had this competitive nature in the movies. And I think it's kind of reference that they maybe don't get along very well, but we don't see a whole lot of it. And maybe that'll be kind of focused on more in the later books. I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like in this book a lot, you see more... um, they kind of are playing this game like, well, I don't have a problem with you. Well, I don't have a problem with you either. So they're <laughs> both very stoic in the way that they treat each other, at least in the mm-hmm. conversations and the interactions we get to see between them. But I did get a few moments like when, um, oh my God, what's his name? Haldir. When he's oh, saying, yeah. we have to blindfold the dwarf. And, <gasps> yeah. and Gimli's like, well... If I'm going to be blindfolded, then Legolas has to be blindfolded too. I don't care about Mm -hmm. anybody else, but Legolas has to be blindfolded. Mm -hmm. And Legolas just goes, okay. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, all right, that's fine. (laughs) Wasn't it that same chapter where um, they were talking about, like, the wars and histories before? And Gimli was like, oh, yeah. And then this happened. And then Legolas was like, I don't remember that. Or, like, I didn't remember it that way. And I was like, oh. So we have little snippets. But, yeah, I am curious to see how they progress in the books. Because, yeah, I liked that. I also, (laughs) I want more Merry and Pippin content. Yeah. Well, you get a lot more in the second book. With the ends and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I was just really tickled by um, how Merry and Pippin were, like, so eager to go along with Frodo. Yeah. And and Revendell, when they're talking about going with the company and, like, who's going to go. And Sam was kind of always like, I'm not leaving Mr. Frodo. (laughs) Um, But then Merry and Pippin were both like, what are you talking about? We're not going either. Like, they've got to have people. They've got to have us. they got to include us. We'd rather die than not be there. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, my heart. These sweet chaos boys. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I definitely the because in the two towers you get so many more points of view or different things oh. going on. Everybody is split up at that point. You're watching mm-hmm. right different places. Gimli and Legolas and Aragorn oh, okay. going one way. You have Merry and Pippin going another way. They've been captured and then they escape. You have Frodo and Sam and Gollum. 
all going towards Mordor, which I think is the most boring part of the second book, honestly. No, no. Okay. I really, I really like the other characters' journeys more than what what Sam and Frodo are doing in that book. But okay. I guess um, a little repetitive from what I remember. Walking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a lot of walking and like dirt. That, yeah. That's basically it for them for three quarters of the book. I have a question. Of course I do. <laughs> yeah. But this is more of like a discussion question and not so much. I don't understand question. <laughs> okay. So well, both questions are great. <laughs> Thanks. I'm interested in hearing both of your thoughts on Sam and Frodo's relationship. So last episode, we talked about how he's in the movies, they're shown more as friends. And in the books, it's more mm-hmm. like employer employee. I am very interested to hear, do you think that there's like an actual friendship now between both of them? Or is it like a one-sided friendship between Sam and Frodo? Or like, what's going on here? Because there were times where I felt they were friends and times where I was like, why did he write Sam? And what was what were his intentions behind Sam? Like, I'm very very intrigued and also kind of like, hmm, you know, because I don't know if he's just like, like, I don't know. I'm very conflicted. What do you think? Well, maybe I'll jump in since I think Nikki has extra outside (laughs) knowledge of the rest of the series. Um, I do think that they're friends at this point. I think it started out with Sam being Frodo's gardener. Maybe he didn't pay much attention to him. Mm -hmm. Frodo, I mean, maybe Frodo didn't pay much attention to Sam. But I think there's been a lot of um, times throughout at least this first book where Sam has been kind of brave Mm -hmm. and has like kind of distinguished himself in a way that I think would make everyone take notice. Um, Kind of like in The Hobbit, when everyone kind of underestimated Bilbo until he did a few things that like made them see him as an equal. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I feel it's going with Frodo. Like, I think Frodo was always a nice hobbit, like Mm -hmm. a nice person. And so I don't think he would have like, not liked Sam or anything, but I don't know. I just get this, and this is maybe not like supported by the text. I think I'm just kind of going on my own feelings Mm -hmm. here, which is I feel that there is a friendship now, or at least a mutual respect where there maybe wasn't before. Okay. Yeah. I think in this book, you see um, a respect. You see that um, Frodo needs Sam in more than Mm -hmm. just um, a, a companion way. But I don't think you really see the friendship blossom between them until they start on their journey alone. Okay, Um, right. They face trials together after leaving um, the rest of the group where they don't have anybody else to lean on. They don't have anybody who has skill in fighting or knows the terrain of where they're going to to get to Mordor or anything like that. (laughs) And they're also being led by Gollum. So oh my that's God, another yeah. that's another added layer. Um, mm-hmm. So you see them really start to like persevere and um, rely on each other in ways that they haven't had to yet through the journey. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when like the true friendship starts mm-hmm. between them. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that's all I... personal opinion too. That's not like yeah. backed up. No, I think both of what you said 
or what you both said makes sense because yeah, there were times where I I, fe- I just felt like sad almost for him because I I don't want to go through the rest of this series feeling like Sam is just tagging along and they're like taking him for granted or he's not equal with them. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Mm. So that's why I was curious of your thoughts on that because yeah. And speaking of Gollum, because I want to bring him up too, I freaking loved all the stuff of like, they were twinkling eyes in the dark, or there was a shining silver oh, light yeah. or whatever. So mysterious. Oh my god, and they're like, we've got an extra baggage on board. Like, all this, oh my god. I just, yeah. it was so creepy and I know, so but we good. Never, but we never see him fully. It's like mm-hmm. the mystery is there yeah. until... Uh, I assume in the second book, yeah, because they they come across him then. Yeah, yeah, it was so well done because it really kind of like like ratchets <laughs> up the anticipation of yeah. the reader. Mm-hmm. It's like we know who this is. We read about him in the Hobbit. And he's and dangerous. We know he's following. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, and I think <laughs> in the movie, in the extended edition, you do see Gollum. Yeah, creeping in the corner. Oh, just his gross. face. But um, yeah, in the in the director's cut for theaters, you don't see Gollum at all. And I kind of think in the movie that they don't really talk about him either. Following much, them, no. maybe I in the so. in- extended edition that's added. But I feel like I, it's been a really long time since I've watched the director's cut. But I don't really remember them alluding to Gollum in that way that they do mm. in the book. I don't know. Oh my god, he's so creepy, but I love it. I was like, oh no, he's on the boat! He's on the boat! Don't rock the boat! (laughs) Maybe do rock the boat, I don't know. (laughs) Well, I'd like to talk about what I'm excited to see in the next book, which we didn't get a lot to see. I just can't wait to find out more about Aragorn and Arwen's love story, Mm. because it was such a kind of magical moment in the movies, and I just feel like we're going to get more of it later on and i can't wait because i live for that shit the like you know like i choose you i want to be with you like they were i think they were like childhood kind of friends and i think aragorn grew up in rivendell i don't know i'm just kind of drawing from my like basic memories of things and i can't wait to dine all grew up living with the elves oh right okay (laughs) so i'm excited for that yeah what are you excited for nikki <laughs> i'm really excited for um aragorn legolas and gimli to be in rohan oh, i yeah. really okay. love that part of the book and i also really love that part of the movie too um yeah. i worm tongue yeah Oof. grima worm tongue He's just so slimy, and there yeah. are so many good scenes, really good moment between him and Eowyn, where she tells yeah. him off, mm, tells him yeah. where to stick it, basically. <laughs> and I love those moments. So that's what I'm really looking forward to. <laughs> Great. What about you, Kelly? Oh, gosh. I don't even know what I'm looking forward to, because, I mean, okay, that sounds really ominous. I just meant, I don't know what I'm, what's going to happen at all because i don't really yeah, remember the what movie are you hoping for? <laughs> um i am very interested in even though i'm gonna be sad i do want to see how boromir dies and what happens with that because mm-hmm. i don't really remember it i know it happened in the first movie but i don't remember 
how it plays out or how it's going to work in the book. And there was a lot of really good quotes throughout the book about like evil only being present when a man is present, like mm -hmm. in the area mm -hmm. or like man brings evil in or the darkness in whatever. And they were talking about Boromir, you know, pretty like <laughs> heavy handed hint there. Um, yeah. So I'm very curious about like the good versus evil, light versus dark with him and how he ends mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, and I'm also curious, I guess, just like, how is this going to work with all the different perspectives and what is literally going mm -hmm. to transpire? Because I don't remember much. I remember the trees. That's about it. <laughs> so right. I have a lot right. to look forward to, I think. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, that that's a great spot to be in because, yeah, everything will be like a fun surprise for you. I really hope so. <laughs> well, that's okay. about all I have the um, cognitive ability for today because <laughs> I got to gear up for this great. next book. <laughs> But thank you so much for listening to this episode of the BYOB podcast. If you enjoyed this and want to hear more from us, you can head over to our social media accounts linked in the show notes to keep up to date on all things BYOB. We'll be continuing on with our mini series next week, and we'll be releasing an episode every week until September 8th. See you next time for part one of the two towers. And until then, as Gandalf would say, fly, you fools. Cheers. Cheers.